Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. So how much did I freak out when we found out that the flight was the wrong time? Well, it was, you weren't like freaking out. It was more like you were startled. Oh, I think my brain exploded and in a few I think ways. you have some past trauma regarding oh. flights changing that oh. made you lose your mind. Yeah. Because we had booked these flights to and from LA months and months ago. Right. And they had repeatedly emailed you to be like, okay, the time has changed, but it would be like, you're now leaving at 7.35 instead of 7.32. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they would do this for a long time, but they would also be adjusting the return flight. And I don't think we were either of us, because you would forward me the emails every time they would send you an update. And um, none of us were checking the return and the change of the time then. No, no. So, like, sitting in, you know, beautiful Fresno in our lovely Airbnb... And being like, well, why haven't we gotten a like a flight check-in like email yet? Right. And then having like the epiphany that, oh my God, we're not leaving at like four in the morning the yeah. next day or two days from then. We're, we're leaving at like 8 p.m. the following day. No, 8 p.m. the the previous day. Like we were, right. we thought we were leaving on like a 4 a.m. on a Sunday, but we were leaving at like 8 p.m. on a Saturday. Right. The Saturday before that. Right. So, right. Because yeah. we had already made like, we're going to go see this person. We're going to stay with this person. We're going to do all this stuff. Yeah. We're going to have lots to of fun. To fill this time because yeah. we're essentially not going to be able to really sleep because right. we got to be at the airport at 2 a.m. Right. You know? Yeah. And that all just like whooshed away. Nope. Yep. Yeah. All gone. Yeah. That's happened to me before. Yeah. And I think this was like, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice. This was a shame on me situation. Oh, oh, when did it happen to you before? So when I was flying to South America, I did probably back in like 2014, 2013, I did a five-week trip by myself to South America to see Peru, Bolivia, and Chile. I had booked the tickets like way in advance. And, you know, I was actually coordinating with a friend who I was going to meet up with in Chile. And, um... It got to like be the day before and I was like, why haven't I received any sort of email about like check into your flight? And I called the airline and they were like, oh, well, we canceled that flight like months ago. There's no longer a flight that exists like that. 
and um, the full panic that like seized my body in that moment in time um, was legendary. <laughs> oh, without a doubt, I'm um, sure. I had to like work some like I don't know some like wild traveling spell to basically get them <laughs> to be like, okay, well, you know that flight that you had, which had a layover. Um, and was going to be like 21 hours all to- in total. Now it's just a 17-hour direct flight. Um, but you leave like at a totally different time. So I had to like... Originally, I think I was going to have to leave it like really late at night. And then it was like an afternoon flight. So I had to like scramble to get that all together. Oh. Yeah, that wasn't good. Great. But it all worked out fine. Yeah. There's so much panic like when it... You know what I mean? Like I have missed a flight before mm-hmm. and it sucks. Yeah. And like you do have to... F- you know, figure it out. But the thing is like, you can, you yeah. can figure it out. All yeah. will be okay. Yeah. But it feels like this was my only opportunity yeah. into this experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and if I miss it, that's that, yeah. you know, I was flying down to see my family for the holidays mm-hmm. on a major airline <laughs> that I will not name. The airport was understaffed when it came to TSA, that. Right? The TSA was understaffed that morning. The line to get through security was a thousand people deep, literally. There were like news cameras there because there were so many people waiting. Everyone is missing their flights. Everyone's in tears. I show up. I'm like, well, there's no way through this. I wait in the thousand people line. It only took about 45 minutes to get to the front. I got to the front with my... I have this military bag my dad gave me and I bring it on as a as a carry-on and they were like no it's too big you have to go back up there and check it and then I burst into tears and then they were like but she was kind to say like look but come right back here and I'll let you just go right back in line you won't have to wait again so I did I went and checked it came back my flight was supposed to leave at 6 30 I had gotten there at four <laughs> because I was like it's right. close to the holidays yeah. I'm not gonna play around with this I got through I got to the gate at 6.35 and the flight was gone. Mm -hmm. And they were like, but don't worry. We rebooked you on the 8 o'clock flight. Psych, they didn't rebook me on the 8 o'clock flight. They just put me on a standby list for the 8 o'clock flight. Mm -hmm. So they gave me what they told me was a boarding pass, but it wasn't. It was a standby ticket. Right, And so they were like, no, 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 it's okay. They'll just give you a seat when it's time. It would just buzz when your seat was ready. (laughs) So I was like, oh, okay. You know, so I go up there and go over to the gate for the eight o'clock flight. And I was like, yeah, I mean, and they were like, oh, this is the standby seat. That's what they've given you. And I was like, no, they told me they rebooked me on this. Nope. Nope. They didn't. We'll just have to wait. If you don't get on this, then maybe you'll get on the 10 o'clock. This was mine and like a hundred other people's 500 other people's story at this time. And I said, well, how do I know I'm going to get on a flight today? And they were like, well, you know. The security line is really deep right now, and all of you missed getting on the 6 a.m. flight. Hopefully, all the 8 a.m. flight people will miss their flight, and then you'll be able to take their seats. And I was like, that's a terrible business model. That's a terrible business model. That just won't work, will it? At about noon, after like five flights have gone by, that now this, because what's happened is an individual line has been created for the 8 a.m. flight a separate individual line has been created for the 10 a.m. flight. And when all those people from the 8 a.m. flight don't get on, it merges based on the time you were put on with the 10 a.m. line. And so 
this giant horde mass of people are being accumulated for like standby seats. Uh Now you like, you still have hundreds of people waiting to get on flights, right? Finally, somebody was like, do you know when we're going to find out? And the employee at the counter was a little uh, annoyed by everybody. And finally like stood on a chair and screamed at everybody and was like, I just want to remind all of you that this is what you get when you sign up for a standby flight. And so I had to sort of become Norma Ray in this moment. Uh-huh. I also stood on a chair on my end <laughs> of the airport. And I was like, I was very calm. And I was like, ma'am, none of us have chosen these standby seats. This is what you have given us because of the TSA problem earlier today. I was like, I know it wasn't you that did this, but this is what the airline has done. This is why we're so frustrated. I actually got applause. But I was like, I'm not going to be mean to her. I'm not right. going to, I'm not going to like, Yeah, that's just not going to help. No. So she was like, she actually, like, I think, you know, it worked. She was like, okay, okay. I'm going to really see how I can fix this for everybody. Yeah. And then after that moment, suddenly lots of people got on flights. Yeah. Numbers were being called right and left. And I was like, I don't know what kind of, I'm just, you, I think. You worked a travel spell I don't spell know yourself. that I did, but she... <laughs> She did something the beautiful other wizards there. that made it all happen for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody was able to get mm-hmm. home. But yeah, it was yeah. bad. Yeah. But You're yeah. a wizard, Dusty. <laughs> I'm looking for adventure. I want to follow on the trail. Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky Don't wake the sun, there's so much to be done And the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real You can feel, you can open your eyes And open your heart when you gaze At the National Park National follow you, I'll follow you Hello and welcome to Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. I'm Dusty. And I'm Mike. And today we're talking about our fantastic spur of the moment incredible trip to channel islands national park yes yeah very last minute we decided to include hiking on channel islands national park as a part of our california adventure in the spring of 2018 that included yosemite national Mm -hmm. park joshua tree sequoia and king's canyon right originally our plan was to make death valley a part of this journey a lot of the times when we're planning our trips we will itinerize which is not a word oh we've Um, made it a word itinerize that itinerize that um let's verbalize this Um, So we will create an itinerary and sort of most of the time we'll stick pretty closely to it with definite like room for wiggle here and there. And we had included Death Valley in our original plan. But when we were looking at the drive time between things, because that's kind of how we always gauge like, well, how much time are we going to spend in the car between parks if we're trying to see multiple parks on a trip? I think it was something like we would go to Joshua Tree first, then we would drive to Death Valley, which wasn't terribly far 
But then the drive from Death Valley to Yosemite or to Fresno, where we were staying, was going to be something like stupid, ridiculous, like nine hours in the car. Yeah, it was going to be a lot. It was something we weren't really feeling. No. So you casually like dropped. You were like, oh, well, I mean, isn't there one called Channel Islands or something? And I was like, oh, well, let me look that up. I look it up and I was like, excuse me. Why did we not think about this earlier? Right. Because it is just the photographs are just like the most unbelievable. Right. And so I was, I had decided it was like, no, we're going to Channel Islands. And then we were looking at, you know, we were itinerizing for the rest of the week. (laughs) And I was like, we can itinerize this for our last day. It could totally work on our last day. Itinerize it. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we'll jazzercise too while we're at it. <laughs> right. um, yeah, we definitely were like, this could definitely fit into everything, um, especially since originally we had anticipated leaving at four in the morning on a day that wasn't the last travel day, um, which was like, you know, second to last. So we were like, this is perfect. This will be great. Channel Islands is about 75 miles west of LA. Um, it's in the middle of the ocean. Um, so it is also, you know, it's an island chain that you have to really plan and prepare for. It's obviously not a place you can drive to, which, you know, makes things a lot easier. So right. most of the time people take ferries um, right. to I the mean, island. That's really the main way. People you can get fly there. though too. There you are can, some I mean, technically speaking, yeah. Yeah. if you're a fancy girl, you can fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Sometimes we're fancy girls. Right. Yeah. Not I all mean, the time. No. So that involved like, okay, we need to get on the internet and figure this one out. Mm-hmm. So we were able to find ferry tickets, but you have to get, like a window of time basically you're essentially buying a round trip ferry ticket so you buy one there and then one back and we were looking at you know there are a couple of different ferry stops and there's only so many tickets allowed per day per Mm -hmm. time limit right we ended up getting a ticket that left around 9 30 AM. I think it was one of the first ones too. Yeah, from the harbor. In Ventura. In Ventura. And then it would return from Channel Islands at 3.30. Right. And that was the latest that we could get. Right. Also, we had just found out that our flight was not... No, no. Actually, we didn't know this yet. We booked this before we figured out that the flight was different. Right. But because but I think it was all that was left. It too. was all that was left. I think like, we, we did wanted this, like, to the go before we left. We like, wanted yeah. to go all the way to like 5 or 6 p.m. Right. But the latest we could leave was 3.30. But that was just fate, like being like dummies. Oh, totally You'll miss your flight, dummies. <laughs> I know. The universe handed that to us yeah. like, no, you can't leave any later than yeah. that. Yeah. So Secrets. that, was what, we, that right. was what we bought. Right. Because, yeah, we ended up buying, and because we bought so late, because this was a last minute adjustment to the trip, we basically were faced with that, you know, that time window. But I'm sure if you bought early enough knowing that you're going like you know months in advance and you're like i'm doing this like you'll have a lot more options because i think that was like the one thing that we you know really didn't have a lot of time options there and we were lucky that we were able to get what we were able to get which was good that morning which was our last day in california we left from fresno fairly early because oh, i think it was like a three-hour drive we to left three at, or four hours yeah to we Ventura. left at like 5 a.m yeah we left at 5 a.m because we were like we don't want to be rushed we want to still get food and we want to arrive and like have some time at the visitor center. Right. 
prior to leaving. Because there is a visitor center in Ventura, like on the mainland. On the mainland. That's where their visitor center is. Right. We got in the car, the rental car, Mm -hmm. and we drove. It was one of those times where you say, okay, we're going to get up at this time. We're going to leave at this time. And then we're going to arrive at this time. And it kind of exactly played out that way. Yeah. Because it was the weekend too. So I think the traffic. Fortune. Yeah. (laughs) The traffic wasn't so bad. Um, And like leaving Fresno, I just remember driving through all that like farmlands before you kind of like but meander we did your have way to, deal to with, the coast. We had to deal with your sort of like, oh my God, well, it's going to be the Saturday after Easter. So like, certainly there's going to be traffic. Right. Because yeah. this is how I live my life. This is, I mean, traffic and weather. Traffic and I weather. I really did miss my calling as a traffic and weather reporter. <laughs> weather on the ones and traffic on the fives. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, there there's go. still time, right? There's still time. There's, there's still always time. time. <laughs> so, um, um, we did drive, and it was yeah, mostly farmland and like yeah, for a while, beautiful sweeping mm-hmm. like you know California land, and then you know then it was mostly like freeway. Yeah, 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 all the way. Getting to Ventura, I think we were able to stop at some point along the way and get like a McDonald's breakfast because this was something we were still doing at the time, and we still had a bunch of like snacks and stuff from leftover from our hiking in um, Kings Canyon, Sequoia, and Yosemite. So we were pretty good there. And we were able to pull into the parking lot for the visitor center and the ferry boat, I think with probably at least like 45 minutes to spare. We spent a decent amount of time investigating the visitor center, which was beautiful. It felt very coastal because obviously it is. That's what they were serving up outside the visitor center. They had some like garden plots that were different, like natural flora from the area and sort of flora that you might find on the island. They had like a great interpretive center. We didn't see the video though, because I think it hadn't started running at that no, point in the morning. Yeah, there was no way we were able right, to we weren't gonna be able to that. see that. Also Ventura is located right on the coast just north of Oxnard, California, and it's between Malibu and Santa Barbara. Thank you for that geography fact. Of course. Beautiful. And then from there, basically after meandering the visitor center, we went to the ferry building It's a ferry tour company, so you basically had a check-in to ensure that you had tickets and you were all squared away. And then we unintentionally started a line. Like, Oh, yeah, I remember that. We were just like, okay, they're like, well, it leaves from right there, out the doors, you know, just hang out. It'll be like another 20 minutes or so, and then they'll start calling people. And, like, I just was hanging on the railing. You had, like, gone in to, like, investigate something. And then, like, people just started forming a line behind us, and it just, like, unintentionally blossomed into into (laughs) what became the queue. Yeah, which became the queue. The ferry process was great. I think this was the first time we'd ridden a ferry to a national park. To a national park, yes. I've been on ferries before. We ourselves are ferries. ferries. (laughs) Ferries on ferries Ferries is the title of our other podcast about ferry riding throughout the United States. Ferries on ferries. Ferries on ferries. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so the ferry ride, you know, getting onto the ferry was very easy. They also had like a bar and like snacks and stuff like that. There were definitely a few school groups, I feel. So maybe Mm -hmm. it wasn't, maybe it wasn't a Saturday. Um, I do feel like there were like groups of kids like with adult no, it chaperones. Might have been a Friday, yeah, it might have been a Friday, yeah, because I think we were we'd planned to return on Saturday, yeah. So there was like definitely like class trips happening to the islands. So it was like a lot of school groups and then just like everyday people. We sat ourselves down, found ourselves a nice seat, which we were able to sit outside 
um, there was kind of like a covered outside area for the ferry ride out, um, which was great because we were able to see so much of the harbor and of the waterways around Ventura as we were leaving. And with that, let's take our first break. So I know that we're about to play a game, but I have to acknowledge something, and that is that Gloria has just sent in a one-letter difference. Gloria, your mother. Yes. Not Gloria the Archangel. Exactly. Well, I mean, she and my mother is close to that. (laughs) Um, One-letter change. Okay, great. Uh, The lack of the floor of a fireplace. I do not know this. I feel like hearth is one of the words. Hearth? I'm stumped. I have no idea. The lack... Oh, she's responding. (laughs) I like this real-time recording here. Yes. A dearth hearth. Oh, I was you right. You were right. Look at that. Yeah. Dearth. It means lack of. Ah. Yeah. Without hearth. Mm-hmm. Without hearth. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Good job, Glow. Mm-hmm. We're also playing the game Pentagram. Yeah. And in this game, you have to put five items inside of a pentagram to summon somebody. Mm -hmm. Who are you selecting today? For you, I would like you to summon RuPaul, please. Oh, happy to do it. Great. Okay, great. So the five things I'm going to put in here are... I'm going to put in um, an order from Burger King. Because that is like... uh, She done already done had hers is, is a quote from he was in a Burger King and heard somebody say that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put, I can't use him to summon him though. Like, like his song supermodel. Mm. I would have to put a supermodel in the pentagram. Okay. Some kind of supermodel because of the hit song supermodel Mm -hmm. that he came out with. Can you put his album in? Doesn't he have an album? Oh, he has many, but I'm saying like, I can't put a thing of his in there to summon him. It would have to be something else. Got it. So I'm going to actually just like put a supermodel in there. Right. I think a like a big, um, tall Glamazon wig. Okay. Some uh, cosmetics by Anastasia Beverly Hills <laughs> because that's the one they give away so much mm-hmm. on the show on Drag Race. And then I feel like a pair of reading glasses. Oh yes, a pair of reading glasses. <laughs> there you go. That's it because the library is is open, open. because reading is what? fundamental. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. And for you. Great. Who shall I bring into this circle? Do you enter with perfect trust and perfect love? <laughs> <laughs> That's not the line. No. 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 With perfect love and perfect trust. I, I there you it. go. You flipped yeah. it. Elton John. Oh, Elton John. Okay. Great. I'm going to put in a boa. Um, I feel like that's like a must-have. Naturally. Um, a pair of like sequined pants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A candle that is blown by the wind. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a doable thing. That's doable. Yeah. We can just have a fan on it. What else do I want to put in? A stuffed Simba and Nala. Okay. Okay. They'll be the, the pair there. Um, a pack of M&Ms because he did that duet with m <laughs> Elton, come oh, to life. that's great. There we go. And there we go. And that's Pentagram. Pentagram. So that ferry ride was beautiful. Yeah, I really appreciated the fact that we were outside for it because we were, again, unintentionally first in line because we created the line. We were able to have like a pretty good choice of seating. Right. It was cold enough because it was still April. So it was, I mean, the sun was warm, but it was still pretty windy on the water. So sitting in that covered area 
though we were outside helped but i do remember the both of us were like fully jacketed up and we were like oh, it was cold this was great but maybe not on the way back maybe not on the way back <laughs> yeah. but yes it was the fun yeah. time um yeah. and it was uh what was it close to an hour right 45 minutes to an hour i think to get out there yeah it was basically an hour yeah mm-hmm. um it's a long ferry ride mm-hmm. i mean it is really nice but after a while like the droning noise of the boat and your butt starts to hurt a little m- too much so it was good to be done after an hour channel islands is actually made up of five islands the largest of those is santa cruz island so that is the island that we were basically going to spend our time on so santa cruz Island and the park itself they're known as the galapagos of north america um, and that's because there are a lot of plants and animals that really are only occurring on these islands which it's fascinating for that reason alone uh the other largest island is santa rosa you can reach santa rosa from ventura as well and the only other island it seems that you're able to get to via ferry is anacapa island which you have to take from oxnard um it's not a ferry ride that you can take from ventura um, the park itself was established in 1938, April 26th of 1938, as a national monument. So that would make her an Aries? No. What was the date? April 26th. So she no, would be a Gemini? She's, no, she's a Taurus. Oh, she's a Taurus. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. She's a Taurus. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then it was made a national park March 5th of 1980. So a Pisces... March 5th? Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. rising Pisces. Rising Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about water, water and land. Water, water and land. land. Water and land. Um, there you go. So the island itself, there is a lot to see on all the islands. It's really great for bird watching. So your birder life that's mm. coming to bay. Yeah. Um, also for diving and snorkeling, kayaking, obviously hiking, um, and different sorts of wildlife watching. We were able to see some natural wildlife the on the island. Foxes. The little foxes. Mm-hmm. The islands themselves are all pretty varied. Santa Cruz Island was a great island to spend some time on. And we, you know, had a short window to spend. So we were glad for the time that we had there. But yeah, we pull into the harbor um, or to the, port, the pier, basically. We thought about we kayak. I think that was like, you could rent oh, right there could, on the beach. Yeah. And a lot of um, people did. And a, a lot, lot of people of, did. Honestly, most, a lot of people that we saw t- took the ferry and like they went to the beach and they were just like hanging out on the beach. Right. And like, that's what they did the right. majority of their time. But we wanted to do hiking trails. Right. You now, can camp on the islands too. Yeah, right. you can. As soon as we arrived, they were like, if you've never been here before, you need to listen to this quick ranger talk. Yeah. One of the rangers gives a quick talk and she said, you know, welcome to Channel Islands. These are all the different things that you can do here. Please note the following. If you miss your ferry and there is not room on another ferry. Yeah, you're spending the night. Then you are spending the night. Right. So So alarm bells went off in this sleep. Don't miss your ferry. (laughs) Do not miss like, the ferry. We cannot afford to spend the night. We have no, to schedule a we flight. have a flight. We yeah. have a flight at 8 p.m. Right. Right. Yeah. So, no, there was no. no, no she was also that. very transparent about, like, you know, there are very well-marked trails. And, like, if you would love to get ticks, then please stray off the trails because there's a lot of high <laughs> grass and ticks love to live there. So, right. you know, go for it. Live your right. life. I did feel bad for her because, you know, people were coming off the ferry and, like, completely ignoring her or joining late she was a little exasperated by the fact that people weren't paying attention and i was like you're doing the best you can you know people are going to be jerks about it 
there is an option for you to bring like kayaks remember because those were the first people off the ferry they made like an announcement for that like you could bring your kayaks out with you because there were a few people that had chosen oh, to do that I don't remember and that. they brought like boats and they were the first ones off the ferry because mm. of where they were stored Got it. Um, so that is something you can also do That's um, cool. because basically you're getting out there via ferry for the most part mm-hmm. and so if you don't want to run a kayak then by all means bring your own it seems like that's a possibility whether the ticket price is more for that ferry ride things we don't know things to look into yeah so yeah we did know that we wanted to do some hiking um and that was really what we were going to spend the most of our time on the island now there was an option from what we had learned about the island on the mainland at the visitor center that Santa Cruz Island has two piers. Um, yeah, at, at the two opposite ends. So there's the Scorpion Anchorage, and then there's also the Prisoner's Harbor Anchorage. We were looking at the map, and we were like, oh, there's literally a trail that goes from Scorpion Anchorage all the way to Prisoner's Harbor. And so we were thinking, what if we ask them if it were possible in the time to we had deboard at Prisoner's Harbor and then we would just hike all the way back to Scorpion, Scorpion Anchorage, Anchorage yeah. and then we'll take the ferry at back 3.30 from there. from there. And she said, no, you will not have enough time. Yeah. And we were like, but we hike quickly. Yeah. And she was like, no, you will not have <laughs> enough time. Right. And we were not going to be people who did not listen no. to the... The Rangers. The Rangers. Yeah. Had we had a 5.30 departure time we probably would have been able to make it yeah she told us yeah that would be cutting it really really close and i don't think you were interested in cutting it close no and neither was i so we were like nope we'll figure out something else to do right so we got off at the scorpion anchorage right and it seemed like there were going to be a few trails that we could kind of hit while we were on the island and a few things that we were going to be able to see So the one thing that we decided to start our day with was the Scorpion Canyon Loop. And with that, let's take another break. So on our first episode ever, we brought to life the drag queen Chanel Islands. Right. Based on (laughs) Channel Islands. Right. But yeah, no, she naturally came up. She did naturally She did, so she needed to be brought to life. She did. Um, But we dug into the list for this one. Yeah. And I... I'm really excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she makes me pickle so hard. So ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, please welcome to the stage. Catalina Dressing. Catalina Dressing. <laughs> Who is Catalina Dressing, Dusty? Mr. Giggles. Um, well, Catalina Dressing. I feel like her, I feel like her gimmick is that she always gets <laughs> dressed in her act. Like, she's always dressing. Oh, okay. As part right. of her act. So she's in, like, um, you know, some sexy lingerie. Well, she's in some kind of undergarment mm-hmm. situation. Gotcha. And then, like, by the end of the song, mm-hmm. she has, like, gotten... Like, right? Like, imagine, like, she's putting on a prom look, mm-hmm. but she does a lip sync to Hopelessly Devoted to You Got as it. she's getting as dressed she's getting in the dressed, prom look. And the last thing she sings as she's putting on her gloves is hopelessly devoted to you. Her long ball gown gloves. Exactly. Right. And then at the very end of the song, she takes some thousand islands and just drenches herself (laughs) with it. She gets a a super soaker full of dressing. No, no, no. She has has a whole mythology. Okay. (laughs) Catalina dressing is Greek. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. 
and she is from Thousand Island. Mm-hmm. That's like her mythology. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Like like that. Right. Her mythology is salad right. dressing names. Right. And she came upon Zeus in the nude. So now she has to just go from underdressed to dressed in her act. Is it's that part how of it her works? curse? Oh, yeah. okay. Great. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's real deep mythology. Right. We did. I was just we, like inventing. No, we crafted a story. Oh, you're going for it. <laughs> We're going for it. We're digging in deep. Right. So is hopelessly devoted to you, or is it just her song changes based off I of what looks she she's has? A little together? sister named Lil Vinaigrette. <laughs> <laughs> little, I think little Vinaigrette. Little Vinaigrette. Mm, okay. Is her sister. The song I feel like for her again, which is a throwaway song for most drag queens, and I think of this only because of like montage of women dressing in films. Yeah. Like I think of The Devil Wears Prada when Andy <laughs> has all the different outfits yes, and Vogue is yes. on in the background. Mm-hmm. Again, a throwaway song. Like anybody well, can Vogue. And, well, no, not anybody okay. can Vogue. But it's overplayed if right. that's what you're saying. Yeah. But I still think a well-placed, like, you know act to the song Vogue mm-hmm. can can work mm-hmm. very well. Like, I feel like there's a screen involved in her act, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. And maybe like, some shadow puppetry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I mean, like, a dressing screen that she comes behind. Right. But I it guess there could also be, be shadow backlit, puppetry. And there could be shadow yeah. puppets if she wants to tell a story that way. She We're could. going for it. We're telling We're stories. Telling <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Okay, I see. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, what's her signature cocktail, since this is something you brought? Oh, in? probably some sort of riff on a Bloody Mary I or think something it's probably like, like a tequila mocha. Bird. <laughs> right. Well, right. sure. Right. right. There we go. I do feel like Catalina dressing would probably open for Head of Lettuce, <laughs> who is a real drag queen, right? right? But yes. And Lil Vinaigrette would be her Lil backup. Lil Vinaigrette <laughs> would be like her, you know, her pre-opener. Okay. She would be like the warm-up person. Great. And then Catalina dressing would do her act and Head of Lettuce would Beautiful. come in and finish. I love it. So ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, please welcome to the stage. Catalina dressing. From Scorpion Anchorage, there is one little path that leads right toward the center of the island. Mm -hmm. That's going to bring you toward restrooms and also there's sort of their version of a visitor center, which is the tiny little museum. center. Yeah, museum. And also a camp area. Mm -hmm. There is also sort of where uh, the rangers live. There's some little cabins there. And there's also... There's also some old rested equipment. And which you, which if you thought I'd like dead trees, <laughs> rusty metal, rusty is metal is up weird. there. Mm-hmm. Also, rusty metal could be a, a drag name, a drag king. I think, mm, I think rusty could be a girl's name. It could be. Yeah. It's a girl's name in Footloose, the musical. Well, so, there you go. Rusty metal, some like oxidized, corroded, like trucks and farm equipment and things like that are like right along your path as you're kind of into that main area of like we'll call it visitor center village like right there and so that like thrilled me beyond belief i think i had like you know taken at least like 300 photographs just there (laughs) i think you did too (laughs) which like when we were scrolling through photos before i was like did you not take any photos of the equipment and he was like no i just let you do it no no (laughs) you wanted to do it you were doing it and i was making it work right girl yeah so uh, right around there, you know, it's flat right in there. Yeah. And I don't know. It's like a quarter of a mile to what is the Cavern Point Trailhead. Mm-hmm. After you pass all these things, you walk to what feels like the edge of like a different field. Mm-hmm. And that is the Cavern Point Trailhead. There are some restrooms right there. Um, now, on the Cavern Point Trailhead, you could either head off to the right 
or you could head off to the left. If you head off to the left, then that would bring you toward Scorpion Canyon. Mm -hmm. If you head off to the right, that's going to bring you toward the North Bluff Trail. But we headed off to the left because we wanted to do the Scorpion Loop Trail first. Right. We start walking and it quickly becomes an incline walk. Right. Channel Islands is full of green rolling hills. Yeah. It feels like the Mediterranean. And we also said like Scotland all and the same Ireland. time. And it Ireland. feels like either the Scottish Highlands or Ireland like along the coast. Right. You know? um, it's a very strange space in the middle of the Pacific off the coast of California. If someone dropped you there... I think you would probably have a hard time figuring out exactly where you were. Right. Um, but it's beautiful. It is incredibly lush. Um, it was like slightly breezy where we were like on the coast. Um, and that wind would pick up in a big way as we were like headed up the incline. Um, it just got windier and windier. Um, that initial start, you're kind of like right along a fence line too. And I just remember there being like a dry riverbed. Do you remember seeing that there? Mm-hmm. Um, right as we're hiking up. And like Dusty said, very quickly, we do start to hit like a pretty decent amount of incline. This was also where we started to get like a little bit of wind starting right. to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, little did body. we know later, later the the wind would be serious. But yeah. um, right here, it did start. Yeah. But I just remember like being up there and I was like, this is a real place. I can't believe this is a real place. Yeah. Right? Like we were able to get here today, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it was crazy. Moment, it was like crazy. crazy how beautiful it was, yeah. right? And just taking lots and lots of pictures because I and there was a lot of just like sitting and taking it in and yeah. standing and just breathing in the air there because it was magic. I think you sang a lot of sound of music too. Oh, yeah. certainly. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. My day in yep. the hills. Exactly. This was the soundtrack for our time I in Channel Islands. A lot of twirling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. To tell me this time <laughs> it was exactly like to that. Go. Yep. Don't get me started. I know. No, well, you, you already you did. already did. Yeah. So um, anyway, but yeah, we don't have the rights to that music. N- well, oh well. Oh well. Oh well. Yeah. MGM anyway. or whomever. No, Rodgers and Hammerstein Rogers owns and Hammerstein. that music. Great. Yes, Rodgers and Hammerstein owns that music I just sang. There we go. <laughs> Everybody. Anyway. Um, but as we're hiking, you are on these like very long stretches up very kind of like, they're not like steep inclines, but it's like, a, talk about a trajectory upward. It like, is. And before they, you hit like a turn, basically, because yeah. it was these like long sweeping, long switchbacks. Switch yeah. Long ones. Yeah. Long, long. But they're so good. Yeah, it was really good. They're so good. And the ground it's you're basically just like on a dirt path yeah so like it's not like a switchback where you're on like jagged rock yeah the whole time no. like there's nothing jagged about channel islands no. it's all just like lush and green and smooth yeah after hiking a little bit we're also seeing some fence lines cut in so we're trying to also figure out where these trails are gonna co inside or kind of collide with one another because we're on the Scorpion Canyon Trail, and that does combine with the Smuggler's Road, which we would eventually take, and also the Montanian Ridge. You know, depending on where you hit the Smuggler's Cove Road, you could kind of either go to the left and kind of loop back down to where we started, 
you could go to the right and go to the Montanian Ridge. You could also go to the left and then jut off to the right and go down to Smuggler's Cove, um, which was another option for us. And I, I do remember them kind of giving us like a timeline there. And the, the map itself had some time too. But we wanted to really try to see as much of the island as possible. So we yes. felt like jutting down to Smuggler's Cove and then looping back up was going to really cut time short mm-hmm. to do almost anything else. So right. we when we got up to the top where the trails junctured, um, we headed to the left. We headed to the left, so we didn't head toward Montanian Ridge. And then we, we also... headed toward Smuggler's Road. Yeah. Um, and then once we hit, there's a juncture point there, then we also decided that we would go to the left as opposed to going to Smuggler's Road. Because doing that would essentially bring us back to the beach and, right. you know... Uh, visitors village right, right there which would allow us m- more time to do other things now as you're along this trail though um there is more more rusted rusted <laughs> equipment equipment yes, um there is like thing. cranes and there are just cables like barrels of cable like rusted cables are you excited about these? i have feelings about <laughs> things that are rusted <laughs> and those feelings are very strong and this was something i think when we heard that this was here i was like we are doing this i was like i don't care what's happening that was mike just like yeah, slamming his hand on the table mm-hmm. Slamming my hand on the table in fury, um, <laughs> infuriated, itinerizing <laughs> is and what I did. Enjoy, um, but yeah. So this was like a very interesting bit of the island's history. The island has had a lot of purposes throughout its time. Um, we haven't really delved too deeply into that in this episode and it's something that we're definitely going to spend a little bit more time talking about in the next episode but um, there was a a part of the island's history is the fact that for a time they had tried to mine and I believe drill for oil on the island they quickly realized that this was you know an operation that wasn't going to go as smoothly as they had hoped and so rather than reclaiming the material and the equipment they just kind of left it to my delight and to the delight of others. <laughs> to the delight of artists. With, yeah. You know, eyes for rustic equipment. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like you could make an art piece out of rustic equipment. I mean, I feel like that will be sometime. You'll do that sometime. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. With all the tetanus that comes along excited. with it. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta yeah. wear the right gloves. That's right. Mm-hmm. I let you just... Have a field day. Have a field day and go in there while I just like stood there and sang Sound of Music. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. And then I remember I have photos of you down there taking photos Mm -hmm. of the equipment. And then you have photos of me not... twirling. Twirling. To Sound of Music. (laughs) (laughs) Because that is what I I just twirl. It was basically we were living our Mama Mia lives. We were living our Mama Mia Mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. Because the winner takes it all. Right. right yeah um we go to greece i understand (laughs) (laughs) but i want it to be a mamma mia experience when i go to greece Mm -hmm. i want abba music at all moments you know well that's what you know an ipad is for or an ipod (laughs) or whatever i want to just exit a store and be able to be like i work all night i work all Mm -hmm. right other music we don't have rights to right so after that additional area of rustic equipment Mm -hmm we started heading down Smuggler's Road. And this was when the wind decided to just 
pick up. Yeah. Like it was serious. We were at the top of the hills there. Yeah. And like you just feel all of it. Yeah. And like there were not really many other people around. No. Like I think we encountered a few other people there like was walking like a group in the opposite way ahead direction. Of us too. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was at this point that we kind of like just stopped um, you know, despite the wind to take it all in and to really see not only the islands, but to see we could see the coast from here and really see how splendiferous and spectacular Channel Islands really is. So we're going to wait and put these trails on the Karen Stone scale after uh, the second part of Channel Islands, which will happen at the end of episode 40. So let's end this episode with some Jeopardy. Mike, do you want to start us off? I do. My Jeopardy is called Where in the World Islands Edition. So oh, in this Jeopardy, we mm, maybe wrote the same Jeopardy. We didn't, okay. but we almost did. Great. I almost wrote this kind of category, mm. but then I went in another direction with mine. Great. Okay, great. Um, and, Where in the World Islands Edition. Right. I'm going to give you a clue and you need to name the island chain. Great. Great. Literally, I almost wrote that well, category. There we go. Fate intervening yet again. Yes. All right. These Caribbean islands, or the place where pre-sexually active people might occupy, we both would have lived there till our mid-twenties. <laughs> <laughs> what are the Virgin Islands? That's correct. Um, <laughs> we're in the World Islands Edition. This American island chain, or descriptor of what a resident of this panhandled-shaped state couldn't find to start his van, so instead he stole a Zamboni from a local ice skating arena to drive it to Taco Bell. Some oh the Florida Keys. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> what are the Florida? What keys? are the Florida Keys? We're in the World Island Edition for three hundred. This freshwater archipelago in the Saint Lawrence and Lake Ontario, in the Saint Lawrence and Lake Ontario, or a place where this American salad dressing and condiment based on mayonnaise, which can can include olive oil, lemon juice, orange juice, paprika, Worcestershire sauce, mustard, vinegar, cream, chili sauce, tomato puree, ketchup, or Tabasco sauce, would have been harvested. Oh. Is this um, like north of New York? It's in the St. Lawrence and Lake Ontario, and it's a salad dressing name also. And I may or may not have mentioned it in this episode already. Is it Catalina Island? It's not Catalina Island. Oh, is that a thing? No. No, I didn't think it's, so. What is the Thousand Islands? Oh, the Thousand Islands. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a Great. thing in the St. Lawrence and the Ontario. Great. All right. We're in the World Island Edition for 400. This Micronesian island chain, or the place where Neil Diamond went to write one of his most famous and to some one of his most annoying songs. Oh, oh, oh. So good. So good. What is the Carolina Islands? It's the Caroline Islands. The Caroline yes, Islands. There we go. Okay. The sweet Caroline Islands. Mm-hmm. Um, and last but not least, we're on the World Island Edition. This island to the north of New Zealand, or the place where these three majestic visitors to the manger may have resided. Oh, what are the Magi Islands? No. What are the Three Kings Islands? Oh, the Three Kings, of course. Yeah. They aren't. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, Magi works, but not for that answer. Mm -hmm. Very good. Great. Great. All right. Are you ready for mine? I am ready for yours. Mine is called um, Islands of the National Park Service. Great. Okay, great. Oilands. So in this category, you have to name the National Park site that contains the word island in it. Okay. Island or islands. Okay, ready. 
for 100. Other than Channel Islands, this is the only other of the 62 sites designated as a national park with the word islands in its name. Is it Virgin Islands that National Park? That is correct. Park? What is the Virgin Islands yeah. National Park? 200. Where we lived till we were made twice. <laughs> <laughs> right. This national seashore, while known for its beautiful stretches of beaches, is perhaps now known more for its circuit parties, house beats, and vodka sodas. What is Fire Islands National Park? If or Fire correct. Islands National Recreation Area? It's Fire yeah. Island National Seashore. National Seashore. That is correct. There we go. Thank you. Thank you for getting that. Because I <laughs> was you, like, that was, good, <laughs> yeah. that was a good yeah. clue. Otherwise, I was like, okay, God, okay. I'll give you back my card right now. <laughs> <laughs> 300. This national recreation area with the word islands in its name, which is comprised of 34 islands and peninsulas, is located in this historically significant New England city and preserves the area where all the tea was literally spilt. What is the Boston Harbor Islands of Adventure? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically. What is the Boston Harbor Islands National Recreation Area? I've actually done an island in that harbor. and I can't With our good friend Lauren. I can't remember which island it was, but it used to be a trash island, and then they reconstituted it. Oh, great. Yeah, I'll have to find out. Because I've actually done that. Yeah. 400. I've taken a ferry there, too. Look at you. (laughs) Ferries on ferries. This national monument is located in the New York Harbor. You might take the ferry there to hike the perimeter, see a concert, or go to a festival. What is Governor's Island? That is correct. (laughs) And I've done that before. I've never been to Governor's Island. Oh, it's great. We should go. Yeah. For 500, this national seashore containing the word islands in its name, includes the barrier islands of Mississippi, as well as some military forts and beaches of Florida. What is the Panhandle Islands? Correct. What is the Gulf Islands National Seashore? Okay, Gulf Islands. Not including any of Alabama, and none for Gretchen Wiener. Okay. None for Alabama, just Mississippi and Florida. Wow. Sorry, Alabama. I know. There we go. Look at our island-based jeopardies. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. We're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gaze at the national parks at gmail.com. And to learn more about Channel Islands National Park and the other parks mentioned on this podcast, visit our website, gazeatthenationalparks.com. All original artwork featured on our website and on Instagram is by Michael Ryan. All original music is written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while hiking on Santa Cruz Island and Channel Islands National Park, that we are on the traditional lands of the Chumash people. 